Oh, here we go again. Hey, everybody, here we are yet again. We're like a fucking foot fungus. We won't, we will not go away. You think we're, we're gone and then we're back a week <laughs> later. You use all kinds of antiseptic and antibiotics, and yet seven days later, we show up again. Hell with that uh, Lotrimin. Yeah, that, we are we are that uh, monster, the uh, the athlete's foot monster. Ah. That's us. Uh, we're we're back again with another interview from an awesome dad. Uh, this one, his name is uh, Bobby Dahl, and he is from the uh, the good old South of Amer- uh, USA, and and beyond that, I I really don't know. Um, but we're going to throw it to him, and he's going to give us an intro and tell us uh, everything we do need to know. So, uh, take it away, Bobby. Oh, yeah, coming from South America, live from. Uh, hey, I was <laughs> almost like South of America. <laughs> live from live from Brazil. This is almost. I'm going to switch to Portuguese now. Yeah, no, I'm from I'm from uh, from Huntsville, North Alabama. You know, but uh, uh, yeah, I'm Bobby Doll. Uh, Bob Doll. Bobby Doll. Bobby Dizzle is what I go by on my professional name. Host of the Caffeinated Cryptid Podcast with Bobby Dizzle bobbydizzle.com for everybody who wants to check it out and i'm a father of three love talking about paranormal junk science stuff big uh 90s movie reference guy dumb and dumber oh yeah back of all trades yes. i love country music love country music love gangster rap i like to uh you know like to go outdoors hike a lot fish a lot drive a truck talk about bigfoot and uh, of course coffee Yes, that's that's my lifeblood. That's why I call it the caffeinated cryptid, because it turned into me doing a podcast about everything to be doing a podcast where I just sit and just like get lambasted on coffee and talk about Bigfoot, <laughs> like some kind of like some kind of Alex Jones wannabe. <laughs> turning the frogs, guy, bravo. Hey, you, you know, when you're you're passionate about something, it, it really doesn't matter. No. Um, it's fun for I you. I start talking about Bigfoot and get sick to my stomach. I get so excited about it. I don't know why. <laughs> it's it's stupid. It what? doesn't make any sense. That's crazy. That yeah, I don't. I, I guess maybe I have something like that in my life, but I don't know. Anyways, three kids. Um, how old are they? We got a three-year-old, a nine-year-old, and an eleven-year-old, and they all three. act like they're twenty. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. Yep. <laughs> um, mine is uh just about to turn two. Dan's just turned three, so we'll definitely have a couple of questions to throw your way. Those are fun ages. You can really mess with them at that age. Yep. <laughs> you can. <laughs> so, uh, it's, Trick um, it's fun ish. The T Rex, um, as yep. I mentioned. Earlier, oh yeah. Um, my mine is uh, you know, he's he's at that meltdown stage, so that's mm-hmm. fun. That's good. That's why I said better you than me. Yeah, I um, <laughs> just kind of stand there and uh, watch it and oh, yeah. let him do his thing and try not. Have to... you ever tried the uh, look? There's a bird. Look, there's a dinosaur. Get him <laughs> to stop it. No, I have not. Did, has that right, ever next worked? Next time they're melt. Try it next time they're melting down and act like you're not paying attention, like something's distracting you. Say, so, oh, my God, there's a cow outside. Look at there, <laughs> Jacob. And it'll, it's, sometimes it'll work. Like, and like, where? Where? And by the time they figure out there's no cow, meltdown's over. I'm good. Yeah, I just wrote that down. I'm definitely going to use that yeah. one. Just something like a bird. Like, oh, my God, what is that? Just act like they're meltdown. Just, and meltdown ain't shit. It's, oh, my gosh, T-Rex outside. Velociraptor <laughs> in the garden. <laughs> Velociraptor. <laughs> that's awesome i will have to try hey, that one uh, you gotta do it especially when you're like sweet mother of god shut up yeah because sometimes like uh not to not to rear this back away from you but sometimes he just will not like yeah he will not be pleased he doesn't he'll be like oh food 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 or well he'll say bite 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 
but he don't want anything or you know he he wants to he says truck 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 but then i give him trucks and he throws them at the fucking dog no he don't want the truck <laughs> yes it's like dude i mean i understand that you don't have control of your emotions but anyways uh, real quickly i forgot to introduce our other compatriot our cohort in the uh, army against uh, daddy sadness and ignorance uh that's going to be sam hey sam what's going on hey guys uh i was having some uh, technical issues um earlier um, i was in the meeting and i could watch everything i even sent some chat messages to to the group apologizing and that i was working on it uh, apparently it didn't it didn't go anywhere i don't know i was just a ghost in the room because I, I logged in like 10 minutes before we signed in it was talking and texting back and forth with with Corey. so anyway i, I think i got it figured out once i signed out and signed back in so it worked out um, fine. I'm a little late to the game, so it's it's all right. Bobby, thanks for joining. Um, What's up, Sam? Glad to, glad to see hey, you hey. made it. Uh, thank you, thank you. I kind of do right. video conferences for a living for the Army, so you not being able to get on here and I couldn't fix it was giving me like itches. I got to get over there and fix Sam. Oh, no, are, like, we, are you, uh, were you in the Army? No, no, I'm much too slow. But <laughs> I've worked for him since I graduated college as an AV, IT guy, network guy. Oh, so you like work a, at uh, Redstone Arsenal then. Yep. Yep. Now I gotta kill you because you know that. <laughs> Too bad we had such a good thing. You, I could see the budding relationship growing, but now you yeah. have to murder my. I'm really friend. admiring his attic space there. I'm looking at something like that from my backyard or something. It it is a little bit. Uh, it took me a while to realize that it was a triangle or some mm -hmm. form of that. But once I did, my brain stopped hurting, and I was able to look past it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. It's Good pretty wood. old. Uh, th this is what they call like a legacy home. So I think it was it was it was built in the um, mid to late 1800s. I think clearly haunted. Yes, you you know what? So far, I, I haven't noticed anything. So, oh, so is that little girl seeing? Is that little girl behind you seeing anything? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that little girl in dress behind you? Is what is she yeah. like? Playing hopscotch oh, for the, some reason. <laughs> You, you know, Corey, Corey fussed at me on a previous episode for changing my backgrounds again. So if it's stuck or do you see something inappropriate behind me, let me know so I'm, I can change I'm, it. I can't hear. All I hear is one, two, Freddy's coming for you. What is something's uh -huh. wrong? Three, Are you going to turn yourself into a cat like that lawyer during COVID? Remember the, <laughs> remember the cat lawyer? I'm not a cat. I'm a no, real person. No. Or uh, <laughs> talk about weird so I'm not stuff a cat. like that. Like, I did think maybe you had been killed um, or that there was some sort of tornado that had just ripped through the town. Uh, being you from know, the Arkansas. The tornado thing is plausible um, in, in, in this part of the States. Yeah. Um, oh, speaking uh, of Arkansas and, and, and crazy ass, uh, crazy ass things. Uh, have you ever heard of the Howler? Mm, no, no. Uh, I don't think I'm familiar with the story. What, what you got? It's the Arkansas. It's just Arkansas Bigfoot. It's the famous Bigfoot there. No, there is a contingency of, of people here that um, really do follow the, the trail of, of a Bigfoot or a Sasquatch-like creature in this area mm -hmm. pretty uh, extensively, I think. I mean, they have a festival yeah. in this area, I think, once a year or so. Um, they have, like, some groups that kind of go out into the National Forest and do some observations or yep. try to scout out and see what they can know. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they've, um, they've even got some stuff, I think, in the southern part of the state bordering... Um, Louisiana. Um, well, I guess you can get into there. I guess that's more like Rougarou country. Yeah. The bayou. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and then we've got some stuff from Texas and the Texas and Oklahoma, just west of me. 
Um, yeah, I, I'm trying, I'm not too familiar with that. I'm not too familiar with the paranormal or like the cryptid type type stuff in Oklahoma, uh, just quite yet. Um, Those I'm are the sure first people something. they get. Hmm? Yeah. Those are the first people they get. You need to learn up on that stuff. Yeah. All right. I, in, there's yeah, nothing know, in right? this room. All of a sudden, your head flies off. <laughs> right? That's one on one. So uh, you may have uh, may have seen, maybe not have seen that Bobby's from Alabama and he's got three kids. They're three, nine and 11. I don't know if you wanted to make notes on that for any for all questions. girls, all girls. Oh, That's right. They do. Hey, all right. Hey, hey. very hey, loud. Go, There's no silence. For those not uh, right. watching and, and never will be because we don't release this video. Uh, he's yeah, showing you that he has a datacorn t-shirt. Uh, you can maybe see that in a reel, I guess, if I'm running short of cool reels for this episode. <laughs> yeah, thanks. We love you. We love you. Um, so as I normally do, I like to take the first few minutes of the episode to kind of gather myself and get over my, my jitters and uh, watch someone else fumble through their words. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and throw it to Dan. Uh, why don't you uh, give us one of your spectacular questions that dig so deep into the human psyche there, Dan. <laughs> right on. I am also a girl dad. I only have one. So, uh, so you got me there. I love well, her to make death. More, promise you. Oh yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, we can. What's the, uh, let me, I'm going to go dad, dad question here. What's the biggest challenge you've, you faced uh, being a girl dad? Cause you have girls, you have, yeah, girls that are quite a bit older than mine. I don't know that I've had any challenges related to being girls other than me not being sensitive when they ask certain things. I'll be like, what are you talking about? That's not even <laughs> the issue. And well, I guess my 11 year old is the only one with any kind of like teenage, what's the, what's the word? I guess hormone problem. You know, they, somebody makes them sad or they get, they get butt hurt really easy, but <laughs> I, I don't even, I don't even know I can deal with boys. I've dealt with girls so long. So I don't know if it's a challenge or it's just something I've adapted to. Right, but, yeah. but yeah, girls are—they have a—they have a way of spending all your money and making you proud. Proud <laughs> you did it. I don't. That's probably the challenge is the money. Yeah, put that. Put me money. down for that. The money. They're expensive <laughs> pets. They eat a lot. Expensive <laughs> pets. Uh, Real shit. fun though. I love taking them to do stuff that is like uh, trying to make them not. I guess the word not girly. Trying to make them not vulnerable as an older person. Like all mm. two, my two oldest ones do jujitsu. Cause I don't want them to be, I don't want them to be uh, taking advantage. And so far there was a, a kid. He's not like a tiny kid, but he's a boy that lives across the street or behind us or somewhere. And you know how boys are, boys are just rough. They're built like little chimps naturally. Little things. <laughs> he's not like a, he's not like a big kid, but he was doing this. My, my, my 11 year old's kind of, he's tall as my wife. And this kid was like doing this thing where he'd run and kind of like tackle and roll off my 11 year old and run and tag. I just kept doing it. She's like, you got to stop. And she did it one time and she wrapped him up and put him in an arm bar. And like, you're going to, you're going to stop. And so I was like, wow. That's nice. <laughs> Even though the kid was about four years younger and, but she stopped <laughs> it. I said, I, th I think we went and got ice cream and stuff after that. <laughs> <laughs> like a I mean, way to reward my, her without saying, you know, that was really good. Like next time yeah, break I mean, his arm. <laughs> you, you don't, I mean, the kid wasn't going to hurt her, he, but he was just being like, I was like, I'm glad she noticed a way to, and she didn't like go full bore. I don't know if you watch UFC, but like if you crank on an arm bar and bring it back like that, she just kind of put it, put just a little bit of tension to where he knew that his life was threatened if he kept uh, 
kept I kept doing it, and he hasn't messed with her since. Well, could she have considered a Kimura instead? I think she just wanted him to get the message across. <laughs> Whatever. I think, was the, most convenient. I think the Kimura the Kimura would have uh, involved <laughs> her like getting on top of him or something. But he was he was doing a thing where he tackled a roll on the ground, and the, and the next time the last time he rolled on the ground, she just slung her legs around. <laughs> Nice. All you gotta do with arm bars, put the two legs down and pull, and so she just she just right. grabbed it. Hey, it I just embarrassing I don't want him nonetheless. Yeah, I don't want him to be like Ronda Rousey or anything, shave their undercut and drive a jeep. But I don't, I definitely, I don't want him to get taken advantage of by some dusty kid that comes knocking <laughs> either. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I see the appeal of jujitsu for a girl. I was thinking boxing for my son, but. I mean, depending on his size, jujitsu might be better for him too. I say you need you need them both because jujitsu is. If somebody doesn't know jujitsu, they're not going to win if they're any kind of good at it. Like he get the confidence to where you really don't have to like, oh, I don't want to make a bully mat because a bully messes up. The bully's not going to breathe long. <laughs> I mean, just but you're also learn not to do it on purpose. It's like like wielding a weapon. You don't do it to like, oh, I can do this. You're just like, if that dude does it again, it's going to get bad. Don't come near me. I, I i'm not against that idea um yeah. you know at I that point i just have to make sure that like you said he he sticks with that martial arts idea of uh you know do not bully people because yeah, if he's, it really takes it out of you when you do it long enough it takes it kind of gets the whole anxious out of it and you don't want to use it honestly that's cool it's good to know isn't that that's that's probably something they teach too and it's part of the discipline aspect that i feel yeah. in my opinion of martial arts of like hey this have you ever seen karate kid I mean, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but that's a movie, though. Johnny like, was the god, villain. not Johnny. But, uh, <laughs> Daniel yeah, was, Danny the, was villain. the villain. Yeah, yeah, Daniel was the villain. Hey, you could watch it now, and it's so obvious he's the villain. <laughs> he's a dick. Yeah, it's a dick in Cobra Kai. Like, it, well, what's your I, problem, man? I don't like him as much in Cobra Kai, but I, I like him uh, more, I think, than you know, I think maybe more than you're supposed to, because he obviously is like he makes a lot of decisions that are like really fucked up. Like I think he's in that one kid. <laughs> yeah. to, like one of the kids, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil it, but like, like he, he makes this decision where this kid trusts him and then like, they, you know, he ends up fucking the kid over, but he's like, no, it's for, it's for your own good. And, and like, that's what I hate about. Like, you know, people are like, oh, you can trust me. And I'm like, no, dude, I can trust you to do what you think is best. I want you to do what, what's best for me. When, when I say that this is best, that's what trust means. And so he, you can't trust Daniel LaRusso. He's going to do what he thinks is best because he thinks he knows better than you. Wow, that's crazy! Because I, I I never I never watched this series, uh, the Cobra Kai thing. I didn't know anything about it. So. Yeah, it's he so used awesome. Car salesman or something. It's so awesome. Huh. It, it really kind of goes all the way after. It kind of takes a dump after a couple seasons, but the first two are amazing. Really, <laughs> I'll check that out. Yeah, it's it gets so repetitive. Good. I mean, you know, it is just Karate Kid again and again and again. Yeah, yeah, but, it's, um, it's the it's all three movies just extended out callbacks. But, I'm a person that would watch, like, if they made, like, a Goonies TV show, I would watch, you know, Goonies season one through whatever. Okay. Here's where here's where you shut me off. The Goonies is not as good as you think it is. The Goonies uh, is good as uh, you remember it being. The Goonies is good as you remember it being. Well, I've watched it within the past five years or so. First so, of all, let's let's talk about, let's break it down. How, how much uh, hard drive space you got? This is going to go deep. I love doing this because it shuts people. People are like, dude, I never thought about that. Like, what the hell is a Goonie? And the name of and why group. do we care? Why do we, but what is it? Goonies never, why are they, why are they Goonies? I just assumed it was a name. Yeah. Come up. Why, why, why is they... the truffle shuffle funny? What's the truffle? Why is Why is Why are we doing the truffle shuffle? There's no <laughs> reference to any of it. The Goonies is a sequel to a movie they never made. 
I was going to say, so you're, you, you act like they needed a prequel or something. Goonies, Goonies is Goonies 2. Where's Goonies 1? Why are those people in jail? Why do they have the Marty McFly of Jeep Cherokees? Uh, well, I mean, I figured it was just in media res. You know, you jump into the good parts. All that stuff before it's, just wasn't, wasn't important. I, I'm very bothered by it. There was a lot of time went by from the first time I saw the Goonies to the next time. I was just like, wait, why do we know all this stuff? <laughs> my, my only why is real, Corey Feldman here? Uh, because he's fucking awesome. Yeah. What's Josh? I could run the parallels with that, with the confusing and the blurring of the timelines there. Yeah. Like as far as like how you transition or how you um how you uh, segue to a different uh, to a different movie in the uh, Evil Dead and Army Darkness timelines. Yeah. You ever notice how like if you watched Evil Dead, the original ones, like the uh, the old old ones when Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi were younger. Pardon me, dogs barking. You know, you look at the timeline between Evil Dead one and then two. And then some of the same characters are in there. And then it almost seems mm-hmm. like the second one was a remake of the it's first the one. Same and then movie. it jumps into Army of Darkness. Yeah, it's like the first yeah. two were the same movie. And then it goes into Army of Darkness. And then, you know, who was his girlfriend? Was it Linda or was it Susan? And, you know, how did that change? And it was, yeah. It oh. got a little confusing there in a minute. But, yeah. I'm, I'm willing to compromise, though, because Smokey and Abandon is one of my top five or ten favorite movies. And mm. it does the same shit. You jump right in and they're acting like the band is huge legend. Well, we don't know. We heard one Jerry Reed song during the credits and we're all supposed to know the whole freaking pre-plot of the movie. Like, yeah, I, see the what, I, I see where they're losing you. See, th- this is a technique they're they're using to try to build up a backstory of like badassness. Yeah. And you and it want, doesn't happen. It's not there. You, if you don't see that badassness, then you're like, mm-hmm. what, I don't, he's not, he's not cool. You got to show me. All I know is cool. he drug his feet. He drug his feet going down Mont Eagle. And in the pouring rain, he's poor vehicle maintenance because his air brakes lost all their air. So he didn't check his truck before he drove off. All I'm seeing is, you know, he said old legends never die. They just lose weight. Seemed like a, seemed like a legend and out of work bum look a lot of like to me, daddy. It's the same thing as, it's the same thing as the Goonies. Well, theoretically, smoking the bandit could just be two guys that got lucky one time. Yeah. And he was going, and anytime anybody goes to Conyers, I always mention Jerry Reed was going to Conyers instead of going on the trip. But, but, um, it's not going to say, uh, um, crap, I did the same thing you did, lost your train of thought. Yeah, I was going to say, you're just like me. Holy Jesus. Um, yeah, so, that's what I'm okay, saying, so, smoking the bandit. So, do you like smoking the bandit too better since it's basically mm. number they one? Ruined it. They ruined my, they ruined my beloved characters. <laughs> they do that all the time. They do that. I've <laughs> heard, do. I've heard that, that, that they've done that with my indie. Um, I'm afraid to watch the new Indiana Jones movie. You'll, you'll, you'll like the new one. They, they really do him justice. Oh, okay. So that's actually, I, I don't, that's encouraging. I, I don't think it's as bad as, it's not as bad as Crystal Skulls. Well, it had, they, they, there was some concern about the heavy use of uh, the, the, the age reversing CGI that it was like <laughs> yeah, real was heavy weird. with it. Yeah, it's like yeah, it was in GTA. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> his, his face looked like he was in his fifties or forward, you know, his fifties, but his voice was clearly still all gravelly and at like 89, yeah. like fresh from his latest, you know, plane wreck. <laughs> And at one, well, at one point he was running. Bad joke. At one point he was running down a hall, and you could tell he was ninety years old. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> Don't actually do that to him. That's on a on a a podcast I was listening to. They were talking about how weird it was to um like someone. they were like someone told me that he looks uncomfortable, and then he, the guy said uh, he he wasn't uncomfortable. He was seventy nine, <laughs> and that's right. That's what you. That's how you run when you're seventy nine. That's how you fight when you're seventy nine. I haven't seen it, so I don't know if he fights, but he's a hundred years old. Cat Williams said, Joe Biden's 97 years old. (laughs) 
Let's compare that to Michael Keaton's remake of, uh, 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 you know, his reprisal of his role of the original Batman back from, what was it, uh, the late 80s in the the Flash movie. You know, I wonder, now for like the the kick-ass, you know, John Wick, you know, him bouncing around doing his acrobatic martial arts stunts. You know, it was clearly CGI and stuff, but, you know, some of the stuff with him in the mask and I think him in the torso or the cowl, I think that was, you know, a lot of that and some of his normal motions and stuff. I think it did pretty good for his age. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it looked more, it, you know, it, it painted him more of like the uh, the Batman you see in the, what was it, the, uh, the the video games on some of the newer platforms or like Arkham Knight or something like that or when he's, he's uh, like a big acrobat. Yes. Yeah. 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 They, I was going to watch that. Spoiler alert, uh, folks. Uh, turn off your volume for a little bit. Uh, but when um, when I learned that Batman dies, I saw zero reason to watch that uh, because there's zero chance that I'll see him again. So, like, originally he was going to be in Batgirl and he was going to be in, like, Batman Beyond, and they just killed all that. So if, you know, something changes, then I'll probably see the movie. But otherwise, i just as soon jerk my meat. Uh, you can turn your volume back up, folks. Um, gonna, How do they hear it? Um, it, it just it, the magic of radio. They just they they probably would have estimated around about time. Turn it right back up. Jerk my meat. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm hoping that they came right back in at jerk my meat. So uh, if, what he's going to do with that audio clip later is he's going to ch- chop it into reels, put it on TikTok, you know, six inches at a time. Yep. What I'm going to cut that and put it in at the end of every episode. No, um, yeah, listen, listen, like listen. I do with. I might have uh, thought it was a reference to the Michael Keaton hit the founder. <laughs> was that he, in did, the movie? he does jerk the meat? He does jerk the meat away from the McDonald's people. Oh uh, well, um, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> wow, he, he's laughing so hard he had to mute. Um, you hit you uh, you apparently got his tickle spot like yeah. wherever that happens to be <laughs> McDonald's and. The man finds masturbation hilarious. But with that being said, Sam, do you have any uh, (laughs) thought-provoking, mind-bending questions that you could give us uh, to start this out? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Give me just one second. He is talking to his daughter's listeners, all 14. That's the reason I lock my door. 15 of you. He has muted himself. He's talking behind the camera, pointing. Just to describe the scene a little bit, he's, he's pretty well tattooed, got a lot of stars on his arm. Yeah, uh, some of them are filled. Obviously, in. some, obviously, some time in prison. Yeah, yeah, clearly. Uh, yeah. I think if you look closely, you can see a teardrop <laughs> on his face, uh, right below his eye. Uh, he's winking. He's winking, showing us the teardrop. His former uh, see- cellmate was Jelly Roll. <laughs> I just got into Jelly Roll. I really like him. He uh he he came to Huntsville last week. We saw him with Burt Kreischer. Uh, he was at fucking Walmart, like just buying <laughs> buying his CD. Uh, you gotta love a guy like that he's pretty cool man okay so yeah all right um, yeah so he's back again thank you for the the fill in ad lib commentary stuff i don't know if that's going to make any uh any um onto any uh saturday night live presentations or not but uh oh you heard all that oh yeah yeah i did oh Oh, gosh no i'm embarrassed yeah no 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 it's okay no one of my daughters jumped in the office and she was wearing like a mask and she was trying to startle me real quick and when she did all the dogs rushed in and started jumping all over the place and i was like worst case scenario oh so you were scared then it worked no i just didn't want anybody knocking you know cameras lighting over and you You thought it was the police dogs coming back (laughs) coming back yeah yeah. (laughs) right right so yeah let's let's get to a question yeah so (laughs) i got a question for our guest bobby here 
Um, okay. Hey, what's your take on painting nails? Now, I know you have kids of like various ages and all the girls and stuff like that. Some of them are into that kind of fashion. Some of them are not. Would you let them paint your nails or would you not? I have before. Have you? What's your take I've on had that? A, I've had full Manny Petty, bro. Hey, secure, secure in my manhood. I made three girls. They obviously know that I, I'm cool with it, but right. I, I, I don't, I, I take off the uh, finger stuff within a couple of days, just if I'm going right. out, but I've left the uh, toenails on for way longer than a very hetero man should. <laughs> and everybody's like, you paint your nails. I'm like, what? I made three kids. It's okay. I have nothing to hide. It's more sign of love than anything. Yeah. Yeah, but I, right. I have nothing against painting your nails. I think it's cool because it tickles. I can't stand it, but they still got to do it. <laughs> I really right, don't so, like my cubicles. I don't like when my finger cubicles get cuticles, get messed with, but I don't do that as much. But toes, I'm okay with. Right. <laughs> my, my cubicles, I was like, wait a minute. My finger cubicles. I have office space. I'm renting it. Right on. I had, you know, these are things that uh, I obviously never have to think about. Dan, do you have any uh, makeup experience? Has she gotten any interest in that sort of thing yet? Uh, not yet. <clears throat> Every time my wife gets dolled up or whatever, she, oh, mommy, you look pretty, but she doesn't. We haven't really done anything like that yet with her. But if she, when, well, when we get to that stage, I will wear it like a badge of honor. Like, like he said, I, I made this little girl. There's no question. It's just part of it. I'm more intrigued at what are those each one of those little things does in the makeup world because I never knew yeah. what it was until I had until I was married and then had kids. on what is that thing? Oh, Why is there well, so there's much? So much makeup. There's so much makeup. I don't. I don't even know where any of it starts. I don't know what you're supposed to put on first, last, in the middle. I don't know if it's supposed to come on. I don't even know how you take it off most of the time, other than um, uh, I don't know, uh, Gojo. <laughs> oh, speaking speaking of Gojo, I was able to utilize having 97 females in my house. So uh, we, we have a Samsung washing machine and you know, it, it gets out of balance. The thump, the thump, the thump. Turns mm-hmm. out they have like a big, you know, three, four foot shock absorber, four of them. Huh. And it, and it takes a spring so it can absorb the around, but those go bad and kind of warp. So we had to take them out and they have grease, like car grease mixed with Gorilla Glue inside. Mm-hmm. And it won't, and it's like awesome. the giant booger from hell. Like you, you touch one <laughs> thing, it gets on. And so I found this sand, peach salt scrub in the bathtub like this and it's just ba- it's basically like smelly gojo and i ended up just using <laughs> half the jar and it, it got all of it off i was like yeah this is good there's a good thing to have all these weird soaps <laughs> it's not like it's not I mean, like peach peach gojo my hands were soft gojo. they're still soft soft and clean hey, there you go mm-hmm. awesome i uh, have a, a question you have three different kids with the last two being a bit further apart in, in age why three? Did you start out with that number in mind? Have you gotten this far and just said we're good? Are you going to do six? You know what's uh, uh what's it's your over. idea um, there? It's over. They uh, there was a a medical issue and they took the ability for my wife to have kids after afterwards. But the third a third one was a planned accident. If that's what, because we never we planned on like there's always like we should have another kid. I'm like oh let's throw away these toys or hope we have another kid. It just sort of worked out. Yeah, like I knew there. I kind of you always knew in the back of my mind it was going to be another one, but I'm kind of glad it happened because she's real fun. She's like, like I always compare it to like a pet, like in I'm unironically because we have all the stuff and it's not hard because the other two girls kind of take care of her. It's kind of like bumpers. 
Yeah, and so it's it's kind of like we just had go everywhere. There, she's with us, the little three year old. Now she can talk, so it's kind of like having a, a pet chimp that can talk. <laughs> that does seem convenient to have those two, yeah. you know, like preteen girls that probably want to take care of a little sister. Like, yeah, that one's like, more fun. That's um, yeah, I uh, so so I have she to have, have a bed. I have to have two more. Then that's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't have a bed. She sleeps with us. She you have to have one now and then wait like four or five years and have another one. The funny part is she's got really, really curly hair. I mean, just like a fro, natural fro. And somebody said that she looked like Bob Ross. I said, well, she was a happy little accident. So uh, that works out. All right. That's pretty cool. It was. I've, yeah. But... I've waffled back and forth. Uh, you know, I was, we were not going to do it and we were. And then the, when he first started having these meltdowns, my wife was like, I can't do it. Uh, I, I can't deal with this again. And we haven't really discussed it since then. I told her that that's fine. You know, it's okay that, um, you know, if she can't do it, then, then, then she can't do it, but we will. Yeah, you'll forget I'll about it once the other ones get sentient. What's that? I'm sorry. You'll forget about it when the older when the ones you have now get sentient and turn into like actual civil people. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that get. like, see, I'm with him all day. You know, I'm a stay at home dad. Uh, uh, All that verbiage. I, I have, you know, more um, exposure to it than she You're like does. AI. Um, <laughs> uh, I feel like you guys, like, like me and Dan could kind of like take a step back and I could just give all the work to Sam and he would make this work for me. <laughs> like, oh, no, no, not at all. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not the alpha male. This isn't my, um, I say my rodeo man. I'm just, uh, I'm just I only say that because I, I had a, a notion at one point today to be like, I don't want to be the host tonight. I'm just going to make Sam do it. <laughs> so, so, so that's okay. Hey, um, you know, I, I think I can ad lib for a few minutes if we're looking for just a content filler or something like <laughs> no, that. It's all good. So, I mean, yeah. um, <laughs> no, um, I, did, I, I do uh, have another question if you want. Yeah, I was, I was going to say that that pretty much answered my question though. So I was going to throw it back to one of you and if you got something, you can take it. Yeah, sure. Uh, Dan, you okay with that? Yeah, go for it. All right, sure. Bobby, hey, do you have a favorite story or song that you grew up with that you share with your kids now? Let's see. I talk a lot about, uh, well, what do we talk about? Uh, it's a stump in me here that I grew up with, a favorite story. I have like a multitude of things. Like whenever something comes up, we talk about how like my grandpa that passed away when they were about three or four years old, stuff that they did, a lot of that. And then we play like the older songs and stuff. Like, like the, old, the old songs we used to play, like some of the Charlie Daniels. Some of the good stuff. Back in the day, about stories, but more it's more so of the movies I used to watch that I share with them more than anything. Like and last week, I watched like close, yeah. Okay. Well, sometimes they leave the room and break my heart. Like, I'm gonna go in here, I'm like, This is this is Richard Dreyfus. How dare you? Last week, I got the DVD, uh, or the Blu ray box set of Close Encounters and was watching it, and they said, This is stupid. And so I just kind of cried a little. I've actually never seen that. I, That's all right. Um, I listened to a uh, a podcast of my, it's ran by my favorite uh, comic creator. And he talked about how he tried to share uh, Close Encounters with his son. And that he was like going through all this um, rigmarole in the beginning, like telling his son things about how slow it was and how he, he may not like this and he may not like that. But if he just, you know, sticks with it, that it'll be okay. And he'll end up enjoying it. And actually, when it was over with, his son was like, Dad, that was so awesome. I love that movie. And he was yeah. really surprised. 
because you know the cgi and all that stuff is just not like up to the par of today's standards it's such uh, a slow burn and it's such a fulfilling slow burn he also it never said lets that off too. it's just oh. he, he um he mentioned the fact that it was like it took a long time to you know to build up and i can't speak to that i haven't ever seen it but he, he mentioned that you really have to stick with it because it doesn't pay off till like right at the end well it opens yeah. up with the yeah. um I don't know if you ever heard about it, but down in Tampa in the 40s or 50s, and those fly that fleet of airline airplanes, Navy Air Force went missing. I don't know if you're in the Bermuda Triangle. Oh fuck they yeah! Never, they uh, never found. Talk about uh, was it flight? It was a Navy or whatever squadron. It was? Yeah, they, they, I think they kind of flight 19 that maybe. Yeah, that's yeah, that, I think they did. That's what I think it is. But they, yeah, it opens they, up. They find those those airplanes in the desert, and they was, and they're just like pristine, like it never happened. That's the first. That's the first five minutes. Right on. So well, that yeah. would have that would have hooked me it, pretty well right away. It's it's a good one. I mean, I love those kind of movies. Yeah. Super Eight and uh, Stranger Things and all those things. And they came out. I was like, yes, all of it, all of it. <laughs> well, I love Stranger Things. I love the uh, the tide of the eighties. Yeah, don't um, let somebody come near me with a big gulp. <laughs> big gulps. Uh, <laughs> big gulps. I um, I, I have a, a an interest in the paranormal. I'm really interested in like uh, more of the ghostly supernatural side of things but mm -hmm. man there's something about the bermuda triangle that like has just hooked me from a really early age and i actually i don't know if one of you guys was here with me but or maybe it was glenn i can't remember but we talked to a guy that oh, yeah. he was on a plane and there was issues and then come to find out like the issues had occurred in uh inside the bermuda triangle it was glenn yeah glenn got lost <laughs> Okay, yeah, he and he didn't. It's even actually know he was one of lost. my videos on YouTube. I, I clipped that out. Uh, right on. Uh, yeah. I remember. Um, I couldn't remember if he if I had seen it or if he had shared it here, but it's uh, more than likely that he yeah. had shared it. I here. bet he told it. Yeah, that, yeah, I we, think he did. We always ask. Well, I say always, but some of our guests are, you know, they don't lean in that direction. But we will sometimes ask, you know, for someone's uh, most either most recent or most memorable paranormal experience. I guess having said that. If you want to go ahead and give us yours, we can get that out of the way. I have less experience and more like this crazy interest. It's weird. I'm just always like, I've always liked the subject since I was real, real little. I always hate when somebody told me there was no such thing. I'm like, why? That's no fun. Why would you say that? I will almost think it's offensive when somebody told me that. I'm the same way about professional no wrestling. Thing. Yeah. I'm like, it's still real to me. Yeah. It's like it kills your sense of imagination before you yeah, get I mean, a chance just, to wrap your head around it. It's I'm still a four-year-old kid when it comes to that stuff. Like I want to hear about it. that's why that's why my podcast turned into it. I wasn't trying to do it. I'm just like, yeah. And then he started like I'm more, more, more. Give me more. Tell me more stories. Tell me more stories. And that's I was a history minor in college. And that's that's why because I liked hearing those kind of stories. That's I did really cool. well. I just took all the history classes I could. It was like making A's in it effortlessly, effortlessly. So it wasn't really like something, you know, nothing happened to you necessarily. I read, I read books. Just, uh, Watch too much TV, read books. Yeah, that's how it was with me. Like I read, there's this guy, he um, wrote books about East Tennessee and uh, Western North Carolina, Southwest Virginia. And I wrote, I read like, I don't know, all of them when I was, I don't know, maybe 10. So ever since, maybe before then, I guess, since I read them all, I've been really into, uh, into you know, the paranormal and that sort of thing. But having Didn't got that out of the way, well, go ahead. That author did a uh, did a local tour, and he came to our schools. Yeah, I know. Uh, I remember meeting him in the library. 
Right. Exactly. Exactly. Meeting him in the library and he autographed, uh, he autographed our books. I didn't um, actually so have any at the time because I was poor. Um, uh, I think his name was uh, Charles Edwin Price. Yeah, uh, I think you're right. So shout out to Charles right. Edwin Price because he he was awesome. He taught me about the Bell Witch and all kinds of local stuff. And I that's fake. He's still alive. You said that's fake? Yeah, turns out, I think that's kind of a scam. Like that one, I really don't have an opinion on one way or the other. Yeah. I've, um, I've, I've kind of, the last thing I read or saw, what well, can it blend to, together in my mind now, but it seemed to be, you know, children playing pranks. Yeah, something like that. But uh, that being said, you know, hey, go see it and find out for yourself. There's a cool cave that has nothing in it, and you'll probably sense no supernatural presence, but you can go see the cave. Caveat, the Bell Witch was fake. The cave is actually haunted. Oh, really? Yeah, the cave has some yeah. shit going on with like Indian burial grounds. Interesting. Okay, so that yeah. maybe uh, they somebody way back when tied them together. Like yeah. It's like a plot twist. Yeah, <laughs> like a plot twist. There you go. Yeah. So yeah. after the credits, you learn uh, the cave really is haunted. Yeah, there's there's two people. Um, I'm mixing my podcast people up. You, you wouldn't know him, but he is uh, connecting me with the people that are the main researchers there. I'm trying to reach out to him. That's cool. So I will, I will get to the bottom of this. <laughs> Plus, right it's on. not far away from here either. So I kind of want to go through and check it out. I was going to say, it actually might be closer to you than it is to me. It's so far away mm-hmm. that I have really no desire to go. But yeah, I'm not. A, I, I, we're in, uh, me and Dan are uh, in the Bristol area. And yeah, it uh, would be yeah. farther away, I bet. Yeah, we like I could uh, jump to the Virginia state line. So, I was just uh, up there about three weeks ago or a month ago. It comes in handy when you want to go buy legal marijuana, but mm-hmm. other than that. So uh, what about you, Dan? I guess that makes it your turn then. Come with one <laughs> of your uh, wonderful dad questions, because I know you got a few planned uh, from, you know, ahead of time that you have yet to drop like a bomb. So uh, pull out of your uh, deep pockets and, and shed some <laughs> wisdom or, uh, you know, uh, make the request for some wisdom. Right on. Uh now, Corey and I, we like we said, we have the younger kids. Uh, his is about two, mine's us three. Um, we are both currently right smack dab in the middle of them not wanting to eat shit except for chicken nuggets, pizza, you know, stuff like that. I was wondering if you encountered any of the picky eating, as we like to call it, and what you did to combat that. Well, <clears throat> the 11 year old is the one that is the picky one, and the little ones eat everything. They like the they like the pinto beans and the corn, and we just had some macaroni spaghetti. They ate that with an eleven year old. She wants she wants the uh, French fries and the Chick fil A for Taco Bell for every meal. Best way to yeah. do it's just best way to do it's just kind of I guess because she was always a difficult one. She was the new she was the the you know the first one, so she got the presidential treatment going in. Everything was. <laughs> Everything was eat eat ten pounds of you know squash. You basically have to make it. You basically have to find stuff that's healthier and not necessarily know. healthy, but healthier. We haven't found it out yet because she is just she's smarter than us, <laughs> so there's nothing we can do. And yeah. we put we put one of those uh, big doorknobs on the pantry, so she couldn't get into Ooh. it. It just made it easier. <laughs> She made it easier to open it up. She had to you don't use one hand then because it's big. She figured out how to squeeze it. So it's you, know, you just gotta you gotta I guess limit what's in the house and and kind of dole it out and 
proportions instead of just having it everywhere. That's what our problem is. We go to Sam's and Costco, and so we just got boxes of potato chips and stuff. And so she wants one. She goes and get it like she's at a store or like a commissary. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd about it's, settle for it's that. It's hard to do. It's hard to do. You got to – you almost – you know, contrary to popular belief, cheese, and cheese isn't unhealthy and stuff like that. Cheese is actually just – you know, it's just fat. So you got to kind of like steer them to something like that so they don't just eat complete total preservative junk all the time. Yeah, we at maybe, my house maybe like a maybe oh, like a ahead, fruit they like. Sorry, is it maybe like a fruit they like or something? Does uh Madison eat any fruit? Yeah, we uh we try to stick to more fruit than anything. I mean, she likes her, you know, animal crackers and her sweets, but mm-hmm. we try to give her, you know, like um her favorite strawberries and she really likes pineapple and um bananas and stuff like that so we try to keep that stuff in constant not constant stock but like you know we try to keep that as much as we can at the house so at least we have something that's healthy and that we know she likes and um she's on the peanut butter sandwich kick lately which is fine because peanut butter you know that's her protein and it's yeah it's got a little sugar but it's better for her than eating a freaking popsicle or something, you know, something like that. So we try to, we've tried to, you know, we need to limit her snacking. I think that's one of our big issues. Yeah. She likes to, um, she'll ask for, you know, crackers or cookies or chips or something. And we're, instead of fighting with her and letting her scream and holler, we just finally say, okay, whatever, hell with it. Yep. <laughs> Cause yeah, I mean, you know, after a while of here, ah, you know, it gets old and, uh, you just want her to shut up and be happy and play or whatever. So yeah, we give in a little too easy sometimes, but yeah, we, we try to keep some of the healthy stuff in the, in the house, but she won't eat. Like if we make, I don't know if we make like hamburgers or something like that, she won't even, we'll cut her up one and we won't season it heavy, but we'll, you know, it won't be just a plain hamburger patty. It'll have, you know, a little salt, a little pepper, a little seasoning on it. And, uh, she won't even like touch it. She won't even move it like out of the way to get out. She just will ignore <laughs> it and eat around it. So, you know, basically, if you can find like a place that uh, lets you pick fresh stuff, that's the best way to get them to eat more of that. Get them used to the taste. Yeah. Com- compared to like some of the sweet stuff you can buy now at Walmart, uh, fruit tastes like cardboard. So it's, <laughs> it's actual sweet stuff. But if you get like a you haven't had sweet stuff in a while like i was in ketosis for like a year and i tried a strawberry i thought it was a crispy cream like this is <laughs> oh my God. so yeah it's a if you yeah you get something like that going like fresh peaches from an orchard fresh i don't know about apples because they're kind of kids are just kind of burst apples anyway unless they've always had them it's hard to get them to hard to get them out of that habit they start they have that mm-hmm. taste for it mm-hmm. yeah Something I've tried to do in my house is to kind of limit the junk food. There's a little bit here and there, not, not, not a whole lot or anything. My oldest daughter, her biggest complaint is, is that the house is just a, a, a room or like the, the kitchen and the pantry is just a, a room full of ingredients. There's nothing in there that's pre-made, like, you mm-hmm. know, the chicken nuggets or the microwave pizza or the, uh, the, the, the microwave this or the fast food or deep fried that, you know, it's just a, it's just a room full of ingredients. And while I love to cook. And so that's something that I want to pass off to, you know, skill that I want to make sure that both the kids are kind of proficient in because when they're out on their own, they're going to need how to, they're going to need to eat. They're going to need to know how to eat and either on the cheap or be able to make something with whatever they have available to them at the time. And so, you know, what that does is that encourages the kids. And so, you know, Hey, if they want to make brownies, 
hey, guess what? We got cookbooks on, on the shelf. Go mm-hmm. crack one of those open. And so they, they make brownies from scratch, you know, from the flour to the sugar to the baking powder to the mixing it to the adding the different kinds of like chips and stuff like that. All those confectionaries or sweets, if they want them, then then they learn how to make them. And then they do that, you know, and there's fresh fruits there available. There's there's things there that, uh, like I said, ingredients they can use. You know, Mm -hmm. kids are big on avocados. They like it. Sometimes they make avocado toasts and eggs for breakfast. I don't eat it. You know, I kind of get my fats from a different source. But uh, like I said, it's there for them. The healthy choices are there for them. And when they make those healthy choices, it kind of reduces their likelihood to be a picky eater because you know now they're 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 learning something it's fun they're making and figuring out how to make the how to make the meals that they enjoy you know themselves with the ingredients they have available and i think Mm -hmm. you know that's a i think that's a that's kind of a plus sometimes or at least that seems to work out for me here they do like making stuff that they made from scratch no matter what it is or eating it Mm -hmm. that's made from scratch yeah we did um chocolate chip cookies and um, I made them homemade pasta, and uh, the, the pasta was made from scratch. Didn't turn out the greatest because I'm a little rusty on it, but um, it still turned out pretty edible. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we adjusted. You know, the sauces, you know, simmering all day, and um, you know, when the kids get the help of it, you get to help out with that. You know, they kind of get that sense of fulfillment. Just you know, hey, I made this, or hey, this is really good. Oh yeah. Or now I'm going to remember that, and so it's a memory that you're making too with your kids that you can kind of fall back on or you reflect on. You know, and think fondly of later on. You know, you're 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 building memories, and you're teaching life skills, and you're having fun. You know, and shit. If you mess up, just give it to the dogs. Because I've I've messed yeah. up a lot. <laughs> I've messed up a lot. There's they there's never some complain. atrocious things. Oh yeah, yeah. The dogs <laughs> are happy. Yeah, yeah. They're not doing without. Nope. Our dogs love eggs. Anytime the kids eat eggs, they know they're getting a, at least a little bit of shake after that they have left over in the in the plate. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves eggs except for chickens. Mm-hmm. Chickens <laughs> love eggs as much as anybody. Do they eat eggs? You ever fed a chicken an egg? Dude, no, they go I've eggs. never fed a chicken. I've nope, fed nope. a duck a chicken sandwich before. Chick- <laughs> chickens eat chickens eat chicken. Chickens eat eggs. Take it. Take a take a egg and throw it into a, in the middle of a bunch of chickens. And bust it. They go nuts. It's like the Velociraptors on a cow. <laughs> Insane. Shit you wow. not. Try it out. Bunch they of love eggs. Bunch of fucking cannibals. Yep. They're dinosaurs, bro. Don't forget it. Now I feel a lot less bad about eating them by the pound. <laughs> They're just a bunch of theropods. <laughs> now you're getting above my pay grade. Yep. I was I was an English major. I don't I don't know. I know how to spell that, but that's about it. <laughs> um, so uh not to kind of hijack things away from, from that sort of thing, but I wanted to throw out a concern that I'm going through right now, uh, an issue that I have that maybe one of you have uh, some experience with, and we'll we'll start with Dan. If he's if, you know if he's got nothing, then we'll move on. But Jackson has, uh, and it may help to know that he's uh, going to be too soon, or uh, you know said that before. But Jackson has taken to really, really, really hating uh, naps and bedtime. He will scream like I am like uh, dragging him along and banging his head against the, you know, everything on the way he, he makes it seem like he actually screams so much that my paranormal fascination makes me think that there's some sort of evil demon in there that comes out of the closet. When I, when I step outside, there he is. it's a two-year-old <laughs> trapped inside of his body. Uh, he, you know, he is uh, pretty well go, uh, gone to bed at around the same time 
you know, barring, you know, a, a few situations here or there, but he, never at the exact same time. You know, it's like uh, 8.30 to uh, 9-ish uh, for the most part. So maybe that's my problem. That being said, though, it, it's actually the number one thing that I personally am, am dealing with now because, you know, I'm here for every time he lays down. So have any of you dealt with uh, something like that? And, uh, you know, obviously, if you have, how did you, uh, you know, get strength or, or uh, what did you do to get beyond it? Uh, Dan, start with you. We didn't really go through that, like kicking, screaming, not wanting to go to bed. I mean, she'll throw fit like, eh, I don't want to, but then we'll, you know, I'll just like he was saying, I'll you distract them and say, oh, look, shiny, you know, and they'll <laughs> they'll uh, kind of come off of it. A cow in the arch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh you made me think so, there was a cow in the yard you got that down <laughs> she um <laughs> that's it there's <laughs> definitely something over there go on dan but um no she never really uh like threw a major meltdown fit um i can tell you they go through my wife's done a shit ton of research on all this stuff um so i get bits and pieces of it but they do go through sleep regression between 18 and two years old, 18 months to 24 months mm -hmm. um, where they won't sleep or they won't sleep as long or they'll wake up more often. And it's just part of them growing up. I mean, we go, we went through it a few times with Madison. Uh, she didn't, like I said, she didn't throw fits. She just, she wouldn't go to sleep or she would, she'll sit there and play or she'll wake up like three or four times at night. And then she'll be hell on wheels even more than she is the next day. Cause she didn't get the rest she needs, but no, I never went through like the meltdown fit. So I don't really have any info. <laughs> Bobby, did you learn anything down there in Brazil? Yeah. In, in <laughs> South, in the South of America. Yeah. In Americuno de Brazil. Uh, melatonin. All right. It's uh that's my favorite Portuguese word. Is <laughs> a, uh, but that's uh, like option three. Like I wouldn't go to it directly, especially since it's two years old and it's just a thing. Like Dan said, you're not really, not really the first person to go through it. But yeah, as far as that goes, and just maybe I would say try to smoke them first to uh, take them for a walk, play with them, make sure they're they're not just anxious. That's I mean, a good. You, that's a good you also don't want them to get too pissed off, like overtired, because that's the worst case. That's worse. But, you know, give them a bath. A warm shower helps with the lavender. Lavender. Didn't think about that. Yeah. Either. But if you two years old, you break a you break a five milligram melatonin in the quarters and give her a quarter. <laughs> Sometimes daddy's got to go sleep. You got you to shut the fuck up. He, he will. Uh, a bit, you know, he's going to pay for itself. <laughs> yeah. Dad, daddy's got to go to work tomorrow. Uh, he will eventually settle down, but man, it does sound like he's in there fighting a battle with somebody. Yeah, you're um, just going through a stage. That's all that is. Yeah. I wouldn't uh, drug him just yet. <laughs> good to know. Uh, any other uh, daddy wisdom from your end there, Sam? Um, I got a couple of things. What we've tried, and my children's mother and, and, and I had tried in the past, is sometimes we would do car rides. Car rides, like I said, they were fighting mm -hmm. sleep. You know, we take them on a car ride and something like that, maybe put on some music that they like, you know, where there's some kid songs or some 80s music or just what have you. Um, the car ride sometimes soothed them. And before we even, you know, did two blocks down the street, you know, they were out. And then you, you just know, transferred so, them so to that, the crib. That's an option. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just transfer them over to the crib or to the bed or, you know, what have you. And uh, that was option there. 
Um, another one we would do, like uh, what Bobby was saying, was smoke them, like wear them out, like, you know, play, uh, get them to go out and run a little bit or something like that, mm-hmm. or, you, you know, play a game with them, you know, exercise them, you know, give them some kind of, uh, some kind of strenuous activity that's going to, you know, kind of hopefully deplete their battery a little bit. But, you know, yeah. you know, you guys just know as well as I do that kids just got the biggest damn battery in the world. They have only even like energy. a stroller ride. Helps. Yeah. It kind of just gives it their brain something to look at and take in for about 30, 40 minutes. And for the one. fresh air. Mm-hmm. And I think another thing is that he always goes to bed. It's just a, the nature of the beast being a young kid, but he always goes to bed before it's even fully dark outside. So mm-hmm. his brain's not really, you know, getting that whatever. That might be part of it. That it, you know, that it needs. Um, so that's just something that occurred to me now. And if I'd have thought about it, I probably wouldn't have bothered with the podcast. I'd have been like, yep, that's it. I forgot. Uh, real, real quick before you continue, Sam, before I forget, do you take him and like every day, do you guys play outside? Or is, is it more of a, when you feel like it, Corey? Me? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were directing that to somebody else. No, no, no. Um, as far as like with him throwing we, a fit, not wanting to go to sleep, do you guys play outside a lot or is we, it just kind of here and there? Um, we play outside at least once a day. Um, sometimes it's in the morning before his first nap. Um, and then if, if that is the case, I kind of let him take the lead for the second part or for, you know, if he wants to go out the second time, I never really considered, uh, exercise, you know, or, or, uh, you know, strenuous play as an option. I always worried that that would get him riled up as opposed to get him, you know, wound down. Yeah. We, um, I always try to like every day that it doesn't rain. We always try to after hers, after her nap between nap time and bedtime, we always try to take her out and let her just fucking run around and wear herself out. We go on walks, even if it's just like halfway down the street. I mean, you, you, you know how long my street is. It's not very long, but uh, just halfway down the street and back, like just enough for her to get some of that pent up energy out. Mm-hmm. That seems to really, especially now in the summertime where it's beautiful that really seems to help more than anything. I mean, yeah, she'll sit up and play with her little security blanket thing, but it's not long and she's uh, out. All right. So, cool. I appreciate that. One, right one little, one little tip there, maybe, maybe adjust it to instead of before his first nap, maybe before bedtime, like that window, if you're not, I mean, I know that's supper time and all that shit, but like, even if it's for 30 minutes or 15 minutes, if you go out like a quick walk or just let him run around, like and get some of that energy out that might help i'm definitely going to try the exercise uh, and I'm, I'm definitely going to switch his soap um to a lavender scent yeah and, a little lavender uh, helps that stuff that women buy at the specialty stores <laughs> i don't know right on but the, not the else, uh johnson johnson makes lavender scented baby wash it, okay and yeah, but that's what i used, used to now. put that in my i used to put that in the menthol in my CPAP. And wash my CPAP out with it. And so it gave me that kind of thing. That's cool. It's like a dual threat. Like a little life hack there. Mm-hmm. You we, can uh, also, you can also put real quick. Uh, if you get the lavender essential oil, you can put a drop or two like on mm-hmm. his pillow and his sheets yeah. and his blanket. That's what I was forgetting. That's what I was trying to think. So, of. um, you know, that's kind of a like set it and forget it kind of thing until you mm-hmm. wash them because it'll stay in there. I mean, you don't want to dump the whole bottle, but like a drop yeah, or two. Like a drop. Yeah. What about, like, um, you a drop or two will make me go to sleep. So, <laughs> and, it, and it keeps away bugs too, spiders. Yeah. Um, yeah. You guys might not, not know this one, 
but uh, we use one of those uh, uh, humidifiers, you know, to keep the air, uh, well, I guess, unhumid. I don't know, whatever <laughs> the fuck it does. But uh, could you think you could put some Labrador in that? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a big tank of water, you know, and then yeah. it uh, uh, disperses into vapor or whatever the fuck it does. Yeah. Or, maybe yeah, or you could get one of those essential oil diffusers. It's basically the same thing. Yeah, we well, we already have one of them because I live with a woman. Um, <laughs> so with that being said, we have reached quite past the halfway mark. And we are not, uh, you know, uh, cut off at, uh, in 20 minutes or anything like that. But I do want to shift gears and get over to the Caffeinated Decrypted podcast and uh, get down, you know, on, on uh, digital uh, paper, so to speak everything that you want to share about that i know that you've you know hit the highlights but we don't know anything about uh when it comes out or or, or anything you know uh beyond that so um why don't you share some of that with us yeah i'd go live usually either live or pre-recorded but always like premiere where you can watch it kind of live like a live to tape but sundays and thursdays 7 p.m central uh this week's gonna be on wednesday some weeks it's on fridays depending on guest availability but it's all, uh, if you go over to bobbydizzle.com, that's where all my channels and social meds are. So subscribe on YouTube. That's where everything goes live first. And then uh, on Sunday night, on Sunday mornings at midnight and Wednesday morning at midnight, I drop the audio version. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of like if one airs on Thursday, that's going to be on audio version on Sunday morning. Right on. Because I, th- I think that's an untapped uh, podcast market because there's nothing to listen to on the ride to church. I feel Ever. I'm the same way, bro. Like, I mean, it, it made me consider moving the, uh, we drop on Wednesdays and it made me consider moving that to the weekend just because I don't have anything new to listen to unless it's like, you know, Braves podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything new to listen to on the weekends. And it like it really, the only thing stopping me was the fact that there's no point to move my podcast to the weekend just because yeah. I don't have anything to listen to. <laughs> like, yeah, that's I'm why not, I did it. Cause there's never anything to listen to on a weekend. Did, uh, did you notice any kind of, um, I don't know if uh, I don't even know if you would notice. Did you did you see like a an improvement in listens in some way, shape, or form? Uh, not at first, but I think now that I'm starting to get consistency and the algorithms got me a smidge, it's starting to be about the same as the Wednesday because Wednesday is the uh, Wednesday at midnight's when everybody releases. That's whenever that's the podcast hump day. That's interesting. That's when, you're supposed, that's, that's when you're supposed to do it. Yeah, that's when I do it too. Um, which is I, probably just the exact opposite because everybody's doing it. Yeah. Well, I originally did it at like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it was always, it's always Wednesday, but some, you know, originally it was just arbitrary. And then I heard someone or I didn't hear them say shit. I read someone talking about how they used to do that too. And then they moved to midnight because they have some listeners in England and that would be like, you know, better for them, I guess, or, mm-hmm. you know, they could have it in their morning time. So that's essentially what I did. And, uh, yeah. You know, I have nothing to compare it to, so I don't know if it would have worked better one way or the other. It, it is what it is. We are a resource for dads. We're there if they need us. We give good content. We give good, you know, comedy, uh, good mm-hmm. information, and and we will, as far as I can determine, be here for a while. So, you know, maybe the word will spread. Maybe it won't. If not, then there'll be fourteen or fifteen dads that are just fucking super dads, <laughs> and that you know can. Uh, teach a fucking village or something like that because i as i was uh, telling my compatriots here i think it was last week we are basically learning from dad masters you know you guys come on here and share your your top wisdom mm-hmm. your best tips and then we you know we learn from that we take that in and then we move on to the next guy and we we learn from him and then eventually we are going to be the people that 
are, you know, we're comfortable enough to give out that kind of information, that kind of wisdom and know that, you know, we got it, we got it going on and that we are the, the place that you can stop. Like, you know, when you come to us, we're going to tell you basically how it is. And -hmm. if you want another opinion, you can get it, but we're going to tell you the truth and you take what you want from us and leave the rest, but we're not going to bullshit you. And, you know, if we grow, we grow. And if we not, then if we don't, then at least we get to talk to cool guys like you. And, uh, you know, I get to hang out with my friends uh, a couple of times a week and talk to them. So it, it's really just a, um, you know, win-win. Um, I'm really thankful. How, that how long I, have you been doing it? Well, I, I had a uh, D&D podcast that started back in October. And, well, I fucked around and tried to make it big because, like, the players were uninteresting and I couldn't. No, I saw no real growth. So I was like, I'll just make it like fucking huge. I'll just get as many players as I can. And uh, I got a player from Florida and he plays over Facebook and you can't hear him on the audio. So I killed that podcast. Uh, and then that transitioned into trying to do something dad related with another friend of mine. Uh, and that, uh, that relationship burned out like basically two episodes in and I hadn't even released them yet. Or if I had, I, uh, I don't remember I did. Okay. So yeah, there, um, there's no way to track it because I, um, deleted that account and I uh, can't get back in there, but we were, so I released a couple of episodes and then we retooled and, uh, brought Dan on, um, and then changed the name around, what was that Dan? March, February, something like that. Yeah. It was early. We've earlier in the year. We just dropped episode 20 or 21. So, uh, we've been doing it basically, uh, um, that long and then we released we we did four episodes uh bang 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 that the audio was just shit on mm-hmm. um so we it released happens. those um we re- released those and episode one like all at the same time and uh we those called four them, were like the, yeah they were like pilot episodes yeah we called them pilot episodes or like extra content so that people wouldn't judge us but uh I mean, whatever, whatever the math is, I guess four divided by, or 21 divided by four. Um, that's how long we've been doing it. Um, oh, so yeah, it's, you're not, well, you no, not been we, doing it long enough to give up. We've been, we've give been doing it. it quite a while, about six, seven months. Yeah. I don't know. It, maybe. Um, I just know that we release, we definitely release every Wednesday. There's been, I think twice that I got froggy and released an, a bonus episode. Um, but beyond that, um, you know, it's just whatever the numbers are. Um, so yeah, like you said, it's, it's not even been long enough yeah. to to experience any sense of failure. Um, no, yeah, we're still, I don't consider it a failure. No, no, no but I mean, like, still figuring it out. As mm-hmm. far as like, oh, yeah. um, you know, if you if well, like I said, we we really don't have this anymore. But if we had, you know, some sort of like uh, listenership goal or you know what have you, like we're still young enough that you know we don't have to worry about not reaching that yet. Um, especially since me and Dan have uh, hit a real roadblock with people sharing. We, um, you know, we share to our, uh, our Facebook friends and we will, um, you know, have those people supporting us or whatever, um, but they do not share. So it basically, you know, reaches the same people again and again, and then stops. Uh, We get good, you know, we've got all uh, good reviews and um, all of our guests, they are giving, they're basically the one giving those reviews it's encouraging as far as that goes, but as far as growth, those guests, most of them are not sharing either. Yeah, we are, we, we have hit that roadblock and um, I guess eventually we will get around it. I'm trying to 
do that myself by being on TikTok and Instagram. And I share shorts through the uh, YouTube channel. If you're on any of those, let me know and I'll uh, follow you or add you or what, what have you. And uh, we can, you know, I'll share your stuff on there as well. The algorithm's an, an, an evil bitch. Yeah. Cruel it's, mistress. It's, um, it's like just enough to make you keep doing it, but it's like not really good as far as, you know, you really have to have the followers to get the extra views and what have you, because otherwise you can release a, a video of your dog pissing and it's going to get 250 views. <laughs> And then you could release, you know, the winning lottery numbers ahead of time. And it's going to get 250 views for the most part, you know, like there are others that, that, uh, surprise me. Um, but and Facebook, like, I don't know, I guess I'm just popular on there or people are on there more because we get a lot of views on Facebook, like over, like almost 2000 at a time sometimes. So if you're not releasing reels on there, that's like a, a maybe a good way to grow things. I don't know. With that being said, I did take kind of over that, that uh, part of the, the conversation, did you have anything else to get into? I know that you, you know, got into when it releases, um, you know, is there anything about, uh, you know, what kind of people do you talk to? Like, who do you have on as guests? I do a lot of cold calling. I'll go to these groups that are like, like say, like say called Texas Bigfoot, for example, I don't think it's a real group probably is, but like <laughs> I'll go through the, I'll go through the members and it'll have their name. And some people have like their interest under it. If they say like member of, of East Odessa, uh cryptid society just those stupid little not i say st not stupid a little bit like it says that that that's like their main thing is their paranormal group i'll send them a canned message and it's overwhelmingly effective i'll do three months at a time but I also go what i call whaling is i go for people who are well known like the, the moderators of the groups and people who've been on ancient aliens and things like that and i'll be honest there's i've, I've seen a couple the bigger names in the in the field the paranormal field get get a uh, attention but it really doesn't matter like we I, you could have bobo from finding bigfoot on and get 50 views i don't understand it i've had really really i've had really famous people on and just nothing I'm yeah. like, what are you doing like what is the point what am i doing with my life I feel that it's like, sometimes I'm just like, was that a particularly like cool title for the episode? Like, why did that get so many views or so many listens? Like there wasn't anything now, special about it. Have you heard about the double down principle? No. Nah, the concept of doubling down. Um, I've been doing it lately. I've noticed that when I know it sounds weird when I do Bigfoot content, which for some reason is most of what I do. The paranormal stuff will get like a third of the views, but Bigfoot stuff just keeps growing. The algo, algo hits it. It'll, it'll grow for months at a time. So they say when you get like a show like this, if one concept works, take that and just make that your your whole thing. Double down. Okay, I could feel but, that. Yeah, but I get I get kind of burnt out on the Bigfoot stuff all the time, and so I got to sprinkle in something else because I like other stuff too. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a pretty narrow subject and. I could see how you would need, uh, you know, the occasional break from that. Yeah, even if it was you like want to niche one. down, but you you want to niche down, but you don't want to be hate doing it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you want to oh, you want to yeah, be able to talk yeah. about it forever. I mean, it's my show. I mean, I can do what I want, but mm -hmm. I still want you to listen. But I think that when it comes to my little niche, which I consider to be finding patterns in the world of the paranormal, then especially in the cryptid and Bigfoot area, I find that if you do stuff like science, and I've had a bunch of paleontologists on. I figure that's as that's as relevant to Ooh. it as a as a UFO person. Hey, 
Yeah, for sure. That's, I mean, the, and it gives us credibility to your podcast to have people like that on. I love, I love the paleontologist. I, I, I met I love one who too. does. This one guy does. It's called Paleo Prospectors. And his whole thing is, you remember on City Slickers, how they went on their uh, excursion? Yeah. It's like, a, it's like a City Slickers-like excursion, except you're with paleontologists in the field in Utah and Colorado digging for actual dinosaur bones. And they like just film cool. the whole yeah. process? No, you go and you get to do actual stuff guided oh, by Oh, you go with them? Yeah, and keep what you find. Oh, wow. Unless you can't keep it unless if it's a scientific significance, like if you find a new iguanodon skeleton that never existed, you can't keep that because that's... <laughs> But one guy, I said, I said, have you ever had like the, uh, what's the little spoiled kid from, uh, shit, Ruka Salt from, from Willy Wonka, you know, the spoiled kid, daddy, I want the squirrels, daddy. Has he ever had the Veruca, Veruca Salt of a, a paleontologist? He said, I've never had anybody really freak out, but I did have a guy find like an 18 inch banded Clovis point from like pre-Cambrian area, not pre-Cambrian, but like the prehistoric area, the people who used to live here. And if you don't know what Clovis is, you know how other arrowheads Cambrian. have Cambrian. That's that's before dinosaurs, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's <laughs> like what uh, Cambrian that, means. Yeah, the fish that fish weren't around and nothing yeah. had eyes. You know, and this was. Were, uh, I mean, everything lived in the water. See, if Sam this wasn't was, on I here, say, we wouldn't have known. Yeah, I, I corrected myself though. You see, I knew what it was, but uh, no, he, he did. He caught it. <laughs> yeah, but Clovis point. Clovis point straight with a point at the end. And regular regular arrowheads you see have the arrow and then the notch for the little Clovis's Clovis is made like that and they figured out how to flute it where they could fit the fit the piece over it and then tie it down. And they're extremely and like they're worth like as much as a car. If you find one 18 inch Clovis and he's like, Well, I don't want it. He's like, yeah, I can have it. This dude is throwing a fit over a Clovis. Dang, I would do borderline wow. homosexual acts for a Clovis point. Borderline. <laughs> borderline. I would go no. right to the line. Yeah, I'm talking about just <laughs> I'd smell it. I mean, it would not go. It would not go in anywhere, but it would come darn close. I'd be like, I'd be like, that's totally, totally gonorrhea, man. You have to. <laughs> yeah, close enough to smell the disease. Yeah. Have you ever? You know who Tyler Childers is? Any of y'all? The singer. That sounds real familiar. Yeah, sounds familiar. He's from Kentucky. He's got a song called Bandit Clovis, and it's about um, two pill heads that go out in the woods digging. And one of them find, and one of them finds a uh, perfect Clovis point. And the other one shoots him and sells it for pills. Wow. I said, I said, if that don't, if that's not the anthem to my hometown in Alabama, I don't know what is. I'm I'm going to have to uh, look him up. Is he like, um, that sounds like that rings of a, like a humor type of uh, uh, music. Is he like a Wheeler Walker, like, um, you know, country uh, comedy (laughs) or is is it just like that one song that's uh, when you described, it sounds funny. Now I'm thinking of Tyler Chiller singing, which one of you is going to, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, one gonna, which one of you accused is going to S my D. I'm actually seeing him, I'm, I'm seeing him in concert. Uh, Pull my pecker out at Walmart and I'll finish him. <laughs> yeah, man. It, some of his stuff is cr- like, it's dirty as hell, but like, it's so catchy. Like you just find yourself. No, it's not, that's not Tyler Childers though. And I kind of wish it was now I'm pissed off. Uh, You've ruined right, Tyler so, Childers for me. That's he's good. a uh, he's a uh, like a real country singer from Kentucky. He's a okay. So that you know, that was actually good, like a a sad song. That wasn't like a yeah. A it's funny serious. One. It's about yeah. It's about him going out with his friend because he's fiending for pills. Okay. And, yeah. That sounds and more they're, country. They're sifting. They're in a they're on a hunting club, digging for 
digging under a ledge. It's, it's just darker and darker. Yeah, his uh his his premiere song is Featherheaded Indians. And then mm. that's his he was on he was on Yellowstone. When I pull it up, oh really? Okay, I love that show. When I when I pull them up on Spotify, I'm sure it'll it'll tell me the best ones. Oh, just just let it roll. You'll be just just let it just hit immerse, play. And let it go. He's one of those things you have to immerse yourself in because the first time you're like, well, that's a good song. What is this? And then like, that's not as good. Then third time it plays, you're like, this is my song. This is my song. Somebody um, bad mouths him like you suck. All right, I will definitely give him a try then. Yep. Um, before we we veer back off toward the to the end, did uh. You haven't talked in a while, Sam. Did you have anything about the, the podcast or about Bobby that uh, that you still had to, you know, get off the tip of your tongue? Oh no, I mean a few things to add or anything. If he has time for it, it's no big deal. I have all the time. But, um, I'm out of coffee, right. but that's not a big deal. No, I understand. Hey, coffee's life for some of us, that's for sure. Um, what cryptid do you feel is most plausible or most likely to exist? Other than I know Big you mentioned foot, Bigfoot. Man. Yeah, you think so? Okay, I think. It's gonna sound weird. I think Bigfoot is like real as you or me, from the from the people I've talked to. Because there's a there's the guys that have the camo hat like I have on, mm-hmm. and they they wear the little OD green, and they do this in their pictures, and they look mean. <laughs> right. And there's the guys who live on a farm somewhere close to you or me, or in Minnesota, like my favorite Bigfoot witness, and they live with Bigfoot, and they know that he's not a monkey that's hiding you know he's this is going to sound he's paranormal he clips in and out and i mean i've talked to people i've talked to old men who are old as our grandfathers who say the same thing mm-hmm. and can barely turn a phone on and tell me the same same story almost like yeah i was out there and it went invisible on me again i was looking at him he went invisible it's like you can't just say that like and they say it to people i'm talking about old men who hold a phone like this <laughs> He is putting his thumb in front of the camera, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, the, yeah. Sorry about. It. I forgot we're on. I do video and audio, so I got I got something for everyone. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, nobody uh, wants to see me for that long. I had to pull myself back sometimes. I had to pull myself back out of it because what if it's not real and they're just fucking mm-hmm. with me? But mm-hmm. at the same time, a lot of old men in a lot of a lot of corners of the country are saying the same thing. Interesting and, that you you went right to how they kind of uh, stay unseen because that was obviously going to be my first question is mm-hmm. you know always the bodies yeah what is your opinion uh, as far as that goes um, I've heard that sort of thing I don't know if you've ever heard about it but I listened to last podcast on the left pretty religiously yeah. and of I course, love that show I just finished the part four of a Manhattan Project yeah yeah I th- well I either finished part four or five whatever one came out this week or this past week speaking of oh no it's Tuesday short uh, side stories coming out tomorrow so i can't wait for side stories <laughs> um so i'm glad to find another fan of that but uh, if you guys uh you know, li- like uh podcasts at all paranormal stuff you should also listen to it and and the listeners too i don't give out a lot of shout outs but you know check out last, last podcast i'll go um, with that one and uh sam tripoli's tinfoil hat podcast tinfoil is that the same type of humor mm-hmm. much dirtier foil <laughs> Yeah, he's a he's a Sam Tripoli's a Rogan guest. I've actually met him and Eddie Bravo here in Huntsville when they came. They did a tinfoil hat tour, and so they did, they did like a live. Yeah, I've heard that name in a long planet, time. Ten Planet Jiu Jitsu, Rogan's best friend. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a professional wrestler, Eddie Bravo. Yeah, he's a he's a uh, he's a Mexican, and uh, that's <laughs> did not, not expect not that. relevant. It's not relevant. 
but uh he's the founder of 10th planet jiu-jitsu he's on he's rogan's friend who gave him his black belt okay i'll have to check that one out too big into big into nogi you know but yeah he's a he's the look into it guy he's the flat earther guy yeah Hmm. sorry i didn't mean to hijack you there but i gotta give a shout out to sam tripoli because it's if you like if you like last podcast you like tinfoil hat right on um i don't just to go one more on that one if you like western uh history then you can uh you can check out how the west was fucked that's a that's a really good one one. yeah it's pretty funny too you know they do almost no editing at all so it's just from from the moment they hit play you're basically catching every mistake and um and everything so i really applaud their honesty with that and yours i guess as well because you're not going to get that from your two dads we we uh cut every uh and um we used to go even further than that but now it's just the you know the worst of it yeah, unless, um, it's, uh, unless it's something horrific i don't ever cut anything yeah that i haven't well i make it a i made a promise to myself that i would you know give the uh the guests words like you know as uncut as i could so i haven't had to do anything yet to um to break that promise or you know and i don't foresee that happening um, at least with the guests so far i've got a guest um coming up um sometime soon don't remember when uh, and i'm not going to get any more down than that uh it's not the one coming up next so if you're next then uh if you somehow find that out then you're not the one but uh i'm, I'm a little iffy about him he shared some stuff on facebook i'm worried about but uh, at the same time i'm also interested to uh get the dad side from somebody like that uh before we say um goodbye here uh dan is going to be the one that uh kind of uh, shuts us down so to speak but before we get there dan did you have anything else for bobby no nope. right on sam did you have anything else for bobby before we go our separate ways no we're, we're good to wrap it up that's fine right on i only say this because uh my computer lets me know my battery savers on so apparently oh. um i am coming down to the wire bobby anything else from you bro oh no i'm uh i'm good to go i was, I was gonna give you my strategy on uh how I tried to make my podcast better. Oh, well, if you got that real quick, but, give it to us. Yeah. But like, I'm really, I'm really into stand-up comedians. It's like my favorite genre. That was part of, that's like half of what I was doing with my podcast before it just went straight. Woo woo. And oh, I, really? and I do, that's why I do it like three times a week because hmm. stand-up comedians do it. So I try, that's why I don't edit. Cause I try to make, I try to like make myself get, get talented. Yeah. Enough. You make quick get I try to make myself quick witted enough to do it. So that's why I don't do it because I make myself do it. But I try to practice my chops like a stand-up comedian. I Same do, strategy. Yeah, I have made it a conscious effort to maybe just like now take a break from speaking instead of saying um and then having a long silence. There's a certain amount of growth that has happened uh, between me oh, yeah. myself and Dan for sure from our first to now, and I can only hope that it's something that has not reached its peak by any means. So, definitely, definitely got, uh, definitely got a slight knack for it. There's not, it's not been a, a not big drop off or anything. Well, I, I appreciate that. I, for the most yeah. part, when when I have both of these guys with me, all I have to do is you know send whatever back and forth, yeah. and other I'll people let, help. Yeah, I let you, I let you guys carry the heavy load. It's a lot easier for me to avoid looking stupid when I have three other people to rely on. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but uh. I sent it uh, to Dan, as I said, for his big finale. He gives us a wonderful, a stupendous, a well-thought-out, all-original, written-only-by-him dad joke at the end of every episode. And if you saw it somewhere <laughs> else, it's because they stole it from Dan. So, Thanks. Bastards. Uh, 
Yeah, <laughs> motherfuckers. So Dan, <laughs> go ahead and give us a barrel full of laughs before we send uh, everybody home. Sorry to making me laugh. What invention allows us to see through walls? Uh, a gun. Hmm, that's, <laughs> no. That's a, that's a good question. I, I don't know. Uh, no. You a window. You motherfucker. <laughs> God, you did. did uh, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to tell it again, but he did this one where he was like, how do you, how do you plan a, a fucking space party? And, and I'm like, I'm like, how do you organize a space party? And oh, I, yeah. And I, was like, I was like, oh my God, I don't know. How do you do it? He's like, you plan it. You plan it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. I, I never would have. I never would have. Even if I was like, well, you plan a party, but I wouldn't have been like, you plan it. Oh, man. <laughs> Dad jokes make me happy and make me feel incredibly dumb all at yeah. the same time. <laughs> the best ones, anyways. They uh, aggravate you. Yeah, for sure. They they kind of make my stomach hurt sometimes and my and my dick shrink. <laughs> um, but they make me laugh. <laughs> So dad joke. It's a dad joke that did that. Yeah, it was it was definitely the dad joke. It wasn't the Mountain Dew. Uh or the uh the steroids. So with that uh out of the way, I just want to thank you again, Bobby, for coming on. You've been oh yeah, uh, you've been, been awesome. Uh, the past two episodes with you and I I don't know how familiar you are with him, but with uh uh Todd, you guys have just been oh, amazing. Yeah. It's like talking we do a to show him. every Saturday night. He's a guest as well. Oh, right on, right on. I, I yeah. talk to him every now and then. You, you guys were like just talking to two, you know, regular buddies. It wasn't even like we were doing an interview, but no, I, I hate do. interviews. You're not <laughs> interviewing me, buddy. I'm interviewing you. Right. Hey, whatever it takes <laughs> uh, to get that, to get that content, that, that good daddy juice that we love to spray oh, yeah. all, all over our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> daddy juice. <laughs> so, you know, once again, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for carving out this time. You know, I know that. Yeah, man. With three kids, I, I've said before that uh, parents with three kids, they have to have superpowers. So, you know, uh, I applaud you for the uh, level of patience and energy and and just all around, you know, uh, sanity. I keep, I keep plenty of these around. Is that how you do it? Oh, monster, monster. Monster energy, baby. So, uh, you know, congratulations on that. And congratulations on raising, you know, three sane, healthy, uh, happy kids. And uh, thank you for, for sharing all of that with us and, you know, for sharing the, uh, the tidbits and the, the tips and the advice and, and the, even the advice on the, you know, on the podcast that that'll, uh, you know, I'll take that to, uh, to heart and um, the, as well as the, the tips on uh, Jackson uh, fighting bedtime, like it's a fucking demon that he's wrestling with Bobby. Thanks again. And uh, I will talk to you later, bro. All right. It's yeah. been fun. been fun. Yeah. Thanks, thanks. Bobby. You too. Nice to meet y'all. Yeah, you too, man. Come back anytime, man. We'd love to yeah, have you. for sure. And that's been Your Two Dads. Goodbye, everybody. I want you to know it's over. Well. Bye. You smell that, Bill? Smells like someone died. Gonna suck on on a, on a, on occasion. Yeah, well said.